Welcome back, welcome back. If you live in the city of New York, have y'all noticed this back-to-back-to-back rain? I swear I have fallen asleep to rain to wake up to rain for it to rain all day, and I'm not complaining when I'm indoors. You know, going out and commuting in rain is ass, but um, being inside and seeing it is it's fucking great. But uh, it really feels like the earth is really trying to get in those April showers for the May flowers. And speaking of flowers, it's honestly nice seeing like all the, the foliage and the green come back to, to our trees and stuff because them just were dead. So yes, yeah, it's, it's nice seeing them get thick again, but I, I know this rain is going to make them like stupid thick. Like this, this rainwater must be biotin for our plants and trees. Anyways, um, I was supposed to record yesterday, Saturday, and uh, I am actually, I'm not regretting it, neither beating myself up about it. Because beating yourself up is not productive and it allowed me to get more of my thoughts together and, you know, think of more wisdom. And change is a, is a progressive thing. I was talking about in the last episode how I wanted to change the way I, I approach making the episode and the way I think about it. Because I don't want to start not enjoying the thing that I love doing. And I'm already kind of feeling the effects. Like, I, like of course, I'm recording on Sunday instead of Saturday or Friday. But instead of it being like, oh, I got to get this episode out, it's like, yo. Let's record this episode. And then I'm like, all right. And then I sit down and then I'm here. I want to start the episode off with getting a little real. Y'all saw I took a good little break from recording um, the podcast. And it, of course, that has to deal with like not having my thoughts together and being prepared. But personal stuff also plays into it. I talk to you guys about the job search. I relay some negative experiences, some good experiences, some wisdom. Um, and honestly, lately... Um, currently, right now, I'm doing pretty good. I'm pretty up. But lately, the job search has been getting to me. The total lack of empathy and constant disrespect, it takes its toll sometimes. And when it takes its toll, it, it makes me feel completely demotivated and feeling kind of helpless or hopeless. And it's hard to record when, when feeling those emotions because I'm trying to stay up and positive and uplifting. But if I'm going through stuff and I'm down, I, I can't fake being up. One of the things I hate is toxic positivity or just like faking being like being well, which is something I actually really, I do a good job at. People have definitely told me, it's like, you know, you look like you're doing, like you, you talk about all these things that's going on, but you look like you're not faced by it at all. Uh, yeah, internally, uh, it, it, trust me, it's, it's fucking me up though. I get into these states of, of worry and anxiety where being unemployed is, is suffocating because I'm worrying about my rent and my bills. And I'm thinking like for the future, like for the summer, I want to be able to enjoy the summer and do things with Gabby. And you know, you can't do that if you broke. The thing is, this worry and the negative emotions, they don't serve me. They're natural to feel, but I, I can't sit in them because I'm not moving forward at all. I'm just in a state of worry for hours, days if I let it. I mentioned lack of empathy and constant disrespect, and that's th those are my current experiences with recruiters. I have yet to have um, a positive one or one that led anywhere, you know, still unemployed. And while it's only been a handful of experiences, it's... It's enough to, to kind of like shape how I'm seeing things or I'm feeling because, you know, I apply, apply, apply. And then when I finally get a response, it's just a shit show. So sometimes I'm struggling to be optimistic or positive. At times, I can't even be excited. It's like I'm ready, eager, excited. And then it's taking days just to have an introductory call, not even an interview. I'm currently experiencing like a division of recruiters. Some value purpose while others are purely materialistic. Like they're all about making that money. Which is frustrating because you don't know the type of person you get until you they, they talk a bit. You got to like, of course, they're asking you questions, but you don't really get to know much about them until you ask questions, which is like towards the end of the interview. 
you can't easily shift between valuing purpose and, you know, just monetary value because this person shows their colors whenever they want. I'm not sure, but I feel like I mentioned a guy we'll call Jay in the last episode where his professionalism, it kind of dipped. Like when we're trying to schedule this phone call, like he's in my DMs wondering if I'm if I'm interested in a job. And then afterwards, we're like, you know, kicking a little stone along, can barely even get together. Just to quickly recap, it's like had to wait for him, you know, always be on his ass like, hey, what's up? You know, let's talk. And then we finally have an introductory call. And he said he said exactly like, I'm sorry, man, I got caught up in some things. And I'm like, OK, um, all right, we reschedule. We have this call. And, you know, I'm, I'm talking about like how I'm for this position, how I'm qualified and whatever. And mentioning how, you know, becoming a recruiter, it actually means something to me because I want to help get deserving people opportunities. And he's like and I when I asked him like why he got into recruiting, he was like, you know, honestly, man, like all you said about helping people, it, it's nice. But like I, I, I really joined for the money. And I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, I can also relate to that. Everybody and their mother, like it, honestly, being materialistic. It's like, why, why, why is that your, your entire personality? The world already runs on money. Everybody's trying to make money. Everyone wants to make more money. So why, do I, why does that have to be like my entire being just to get past somebody? Sometimes it truly feels like I got to be like this wolf on Wall Street kind of guy. Like, I swear, you don't hire me, you're going to be making a big mistake. I bring in clients and I may always make, bring success wherever I go. And I'm telling you, you... I'm telling you, you hang up the phone, all of a sudden your business is going to fail because you didn't invite me. Like, why I got to be, it seems like I got to be like this, this, this douchebag a little bit. And a part of me is a little afraid of uh, jumping into the sector because, you know, this value of just money. Um, because like this, this experience that somebody relayed uh, on TikTok, I follow this guy, I forget his name, but he tells funny stories and like truthful stories of shit that, that I, I, I'm just... I'm a little flabbergasted that like he had, like his his life has been so eventful or maybe it's just like the way he tells stories it's like his life is so eventful but um he goes to this job and essentially his advice was like if a job starts immediately and they hire you like st- super fast don't take the job because there's something wrong and he proceeds to go into how like the coworkers were like you know those guys that are like like I'm a winner like you know you know you make one sale today I'll buy you lunch and it, the guy's just buying fucking burgers, acting like that's a big deal. Like those types of people. Like I don't want to encounter those types of people. I just want to. I just want a positive and supportive work environment. And I want to work, make money, and continue doing other, the other things that I like. Which reminds me of something else that I noticed in the the job sector, job search, or the the whole career um, industry of our lives. Um, apparently, nobody just like goes to work. Uh, to, to to pay the bills anymore it's all about like what did you do what did you do at your job like what changes did you make and it's like i was hired as a store associate um they wanted me picking up clothes like <laughs> come on like I, I i never knew we had to to make like gigantic changes and revolutionary things in our roles when sometimes it's like you need money like when did we forget that some people are just trying to survive like you know they work to live not live to work so they make their money and then they'll do the shit they, they enjoy. Like, I, I, when, when did this go missing? Nonetheless, you, you got to tap in because that's supposedly what they really want to see. It's not about like, you know, like what you did in the role. And of course, like I have a pretty good vocabulary so I can make what I did sound even stronger. But it's not just about that. It's about like the specific changes and the specific things that you that you apply to this role. 
So like, for example, when I talk about my teaching role, I mentioned how I created a class culture where like high achievers helped look like students in need. That is something that I did or I was pushing towards. Um, and I had to do that. I had to tap into my brain and be like, okay, like, what did I, like, what did I do or what can I word that I, that I did? Cause, uh, I had to revamp my resume. You know, I'm, I'm Iron Man making different marks of my resume. And th- this one, it, I feel like I like every resume I make. <laughs> I always like, I, I love them. I'm like, damn, like, I really did that shit, but I really do love this one. And this one, there should be no fucking excuses. Like, immediately, like, it's not even just experience, job experience, it's experience highlights. And you see that shit right under my name. And my email, my phone number are right next to my name. So it's like, oh, that's the email and the contact of the person. Oh, that's his name. Oh, shit, he did all this. And then you got skills, and I got some hobbies. Because even though these people don't give a fuck about the human side of you, you still gotta be relatable for some reason. But I want to circle back to what I was saying about, like, you know, I've only had some negative experiences with recruiters. So it's it's ruining like how I feel about future opportunities because um, there's wisdom there. What often happens is we have one bad experience and it, it really taints us. Like, it, even if you don't even like even if you're trying to put it aside, it's still going to be there kind of subconsciously. So when you're experiencing this person in this place again, you still got that bad taste. And that's honestly it's it's not right, you know. Like, there's billions of people, and, you know, I've only met a handful of recruiters, so there's there's no possible way that all of them can be bad, you know? And I can't let one or a few negative experiences, like, completely shape me as a person, like how it happens to some people. For example, a guy has a bad ex, and all of a sudden he adopts bitches ain't shit. And that's not right. You're not supposed to let negative experiences shape you into a worse person. You're not supposed to take one bad experience and expect everyone to be the same. The bad experience was so you can save yourself as soon as you notice the pattern in the future. So for this specific example, you're not supposed to assume every woman is bad. You're supposed to use your wisdom and filter out what isn't good for you. It'll be frustrating experiencing a similar bad event, but you've already been through hell. So appreciate the fact you dodged a bullet and keep it pushing, which is something I'm trying to do. I'm trying to just keep it pushing. It's like, all right, they were whack. Then that means that they were honestly, it also, no, 100%, they were whack. So they were representing their company bad. Like, now it's like, okay, like, do y'all run things this way? Or is it this one guy? Nonetheless, he's representing y'all bad. So I'm just going to keep a push to better companies. And honestly, that's kind of funny. The job post will be all like, are you an individual looking for growth? Are you trying to excel as a person every day? Are you looking for opportunities to change your life? Then come work with us. But then the job post is like, I, um... So, like, this is the job, it's commission-based, and that, and that, like, do you think you're, you, are you cool with that? All right, like, yeah, we do this, and that, it's like, yo, two different sides of the coin. Some people take it a little too above and beyond, like, they're like a, like a, like a company puppet, like, yeah, here at whatever industries, things are great, like, relax, you don't need to be a spokesperson, I'm just trying to get a job. I want to talk about this quick experience, which does not support the fact that, you know, they all can't be bad, but like, it's whatever. It's just an experience that we, we have, and then we move out from it, right? Um, honestly, I was expecting way more from a senior technical recruiter. It's like, you've done this for a minute. I would assume you, you would carry this like professionalism and this pleasantness to like stay in contact and respond promptly. But no, um, this woman comes into my inbox with an opportunity in a whole other state. Um, I can't relocate. And it was some engineering type of position for Amazon. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of good off of modern day slavery. You feel me? By chance, you know nothing about the working conditions at Amazon. Um, they would like dock your pay for going to the bathroom. 
they they don't like they restrict a lot of human necessities and they got cameras everywhere even for delivery drivers and are just like always looking for a reason to dock your pay so fuck them but this isn't what, what irked me right they mentioned if this doesn't pique my interest then to tell them what i'm interested in and maybe they could find an opportunity for me that woman has yet to get back to me and i just don't really understand why I make it seem like you're available if you're not why make it seem like you'll provide help if you won't i can only assume you want a commission, and I couldn't provide it, so I'm just no use. Which is alright. You want to rock that way? I'm going to go my other way. I know there's going to be somebody that's like super eager and going to appreciate me, placing me in, the, in, a, in a great company. I'm sometimes on the other side of LinkedIn. So I see uh, that recruiters are struggling to find people for their, for their job postings. Which, honestly, I feel like y'all complaining that you can't find candidates is one of the most entitled things I've ever seen. Oh no, I'm struggling sourcing people for my job that rewards me for commission for every person I recruit. Like, come on. I'm sorry, but you're obviously not doing something right because there is an ocean of unemployed people. Unemployed and qualified people. Because there's some people out here, you know, with, they got their certifications, they got their degrees or decades of experience, and they're still out here open to work somehow. And you know, I don't know how these people are, but let's assume that they were part of the WAC recruiter group, right? Maybe. If you were a better human being and not treating someone like a stipend, you get more candidates. Maybe, just maybe, if you started recruiting entry-level individuals for entry-level roles, it wouldn't feel like you can't find talent. Because if you think about it, you're looking for a mid-to-senior-level experience for an entry-level role. Mid-to-senior-level people don't want entry-level money. And entry-level individuals don't possess a ton of experience. It's in the name of their current career level. Just maybe, if you invested in people, started making connections instead of sending out, unfortunately, we've decided to go in a different direction with another candidate. Good luck on your job search. With no feedback, you'd find the people you're looking for. But right now, you're deciding to be like Velma, trapped around the room looking for your glasses when they've been right in front of you. But you're just a little bit worse because you stepped on your glasses and will never notice because you just want to endlessly search blindly on LinkedIn. Speaking of LinkedIn, I just wanted to grant some awareness and advocate for the growing ocean of unemployed people because um, it seems like every few months, uh, a company or multiple companies will do massive layoffs, like just cut off a whole department. Now, in my mind, it doesn't quite make sense, especially for companies like Microsoft or Tesla or you know those that have been making profits because they weren't struggling during the pandemic. They were still doing great. You know, there's online shopping. So people that were selling products and whatever, still thriving regardless. So it doesn't really make sense why they need to lay off these departments. Where's, where's that money that you, that you made? Your, your record profits. Like how come you all of a sudden can't pay for these people? Um, I'm, I'm very much hoping that they're not firing departments to then put their roles right back um, on the job posting, just giving like minimum wage because they, they just don't want to pay um, for these people anymore. Cause that's, that's so fucking slimy. Like, damn, like your pockets are already deep as shit and get deeper by the day, month, year. Yet someone else's salary or income, that was too much of a threat for your wallet. It's like, nah, I kind of need those extra zeros, even though I got like fucking 12 zeros in my account. The greed, like, ugh, I just can't, I can't really fathom how people can be so cutthroat. Cause it's like, you thought you, did you, did you think you made it to the top on your own? No, you had to step on a lot of fucking heads and just throw a lot of people under the bus, 
which you should think about in retrospect. Like all these people helped you get where you are and you decided to spit in their face. If you fired everybody, you think you could run this shit alone, Mr. CEO? You cannot. In other news, games are getting too realistic. And you would think a gamer would appreciate that because, you know, awesome graphics. Yes, 100%. But it's a problem when I can't spot the game in the game. And this is something that I witnessed recently in an upcoming game called Unrecorded, where it's, you're a police officer, but you're like, you have the perspective of their, um, their chest f- camera footage. And after reviewing the video like a good amount of times, like then there were like some small portions where I can where I can spot it. But otherwise, like when I look at it and I've watched it, I'm like, where's where's the game? Because this looks like one of those YouTube videos where people have like a GoPro on their chest and they got a little POV with a Nerf gun. It's been awesome seeing the development of games. And it's funny how we've seen so much polish that it can make older games unappealing. But like that cam footage was was too much polish. It, it, it worries me because it feels like it can be a budding tool for misinformation. Like people in the comments were saying how it's a, a hair away from being a live leak video. And it's true. If you don't know what live leak is, um, so you know on the news, we can, we can hear something awful like somebody jumped on the train tracks, right? Now live leak would have the exact POV of the guy running and jumping into the train tracks and his blood misting by the train speed. And we don't need that. We, we really don't need to keep fabricating more misinformation because... Some people, they don't do their research or they're just, they, they're really susceptible. They don't do their research or just cannot spot what's, what's fake or just don't do it for themselves for some reason. So I, I'm hoping in the release of this game, whenever it drops, like y'all put like a little filter or something. You, you gotta, you gotta gamify it a little bit, put some highlight somewhere or a fucking, a quest compass waypoint, please. Cause we already got AI. We're making some revolutionary moves for AI. And it seems like when one comes out, it's it's literally just a stepping stone for an even better one because they use all the tools or the info or the data of the previous one. And, you know, they're getting pretty fucking good. Everybody on TikTok is raving about these AI-generated songs, and they are pretty fucking good. Like, it's not just them, like, replicating the voice and reading the lyrics in this person's voice. Like, it captures the inflection and everything. We're, we're getting to a point where we can replicate almost anything, which isn't a good thing. People are fearing like AI will take their jobs or AI will will, will run the human race. Um, okay. Personally, I don't, you know, I'm not a fucking genius, so I don't know much about AI, but when you talk to these AI, they, you know, they, they respond promptly to what you're saying. So I've like discussed, like, you know, the, the probability of an AI, like dominating the world. And essentially it's describing like, listen, like, while that is like a true fear, it's probably like, yeah, man, I've seen this a bunch of fucking times in these Google searches, <laughs> but it's like, listen, AI are only given certain tools. So the people that made the AI, they only gave it the amount of tools to do certain things. So for example, you ask it a question, it scours the internet, it gives you a response in real time. That's all it could do. It can't do anything. You know, everybody in the mother could still have some skepticism. And, you know, I will too. After seeing iRobot with Will Smith, you know, they started bugging out out of nowhere. And honestly, if the AI is mass self-aware, like, I don't see how it can't just all of a sudden read all our shit and be like, damn, the human race is fucking terrible. But supposedly, we're not supposed to fear that. And honestly, that shouldn't be one of our fucking concerns right now. We should be concerned about people just fabricating everything. Why? Because as I just mentioned, misinformation. People don't check their sources, they just believe what they see, and 
like once something is perpetuated, then it's it's all over the place and it's hard to contain. And when it's hard to contain, there's people disputing it, defending it, whatever. So then we're caught in this limbo fighting over misinformation, which is fucking stupid. There's so much more we should be focusing on as a society, which just now made me think a little deeper about something. Um, one of my professors who taught like the majority of courses in the, in the department, which is insane, by the way, she was a big advocate for media literacy. You know, that's about like learning about your sources, looking them up, making sure they're correct, this and that, right? And the thing is, it's like that is supposed to support people and like finding their sources but like i don't i don't think that's the problem i feel like people are definitely capable of finding out like what's a good and what isn't a good source it's just like people don't want to <laughs> like people I i'm noticing people are, are reading less like have you ever seen online for like twitter or tiktok like someone posts a movie or um, a game or a show and they'll have the name and the caption or the tags and there's still some bozo like name, bro. Can you not read? The thing is, they can. They just, they just don't. Like I don't know. They just want instant grati gratification or instant. Just don't want to fucking help themselves. And I really don't know how we can. I don't know what currently right now. I don't know what we can do about that. Technology has and is making us lazy in a way. For example, spell check. It is something super fucking helpful and something that I feel like we can't live without because there's some words that we forget or some shit is that's like hard to spell or convoluted to spell so spell track always got our fucking back especially for the long complex words but the thing is it's it's very quick so you could spell something a bit and then spell check knows but what that does over time is kind of like it makes you use your brain less because you're not think you don't really have to think it's like eh spell check got me but then you notice like when you try to spell this thing for example you're writing it down or you're typing it and spell check does is not really supporting you as fast it's like hold on i'm forgetting how to spell shit and that's kind of scary that, like, forgetting how to spell? Bro, we, we spent so fucking long learning about that shit. Come on, we spent all elementary school learning the, the ABCs and shit, man. We can't forget all this shit now. It's crucial to stay intelligent and, and knowledgeable because people can take advantage of that. That's what's happening right now. That's why all of our all of our media and, and other stuff is, is calculated. It's trying to prey upon people that don't know any better. I can feel and hear myself getting um passionate, but we're going to wind down and wrap this episode up. I have my girlfriend Gabby to thank because um she was the one that suggested like getting real and talking about like how I'm I'm feeling and what I'm experiencing. I'm trying to be that person that's always there for you so you're never alone and like I'm concealing some parts but it's like it's okay to get deep. It's okay to get real. So I'm going to do that. I'm definitely going to let y'all in more when I'm going through something. We're going to go through it together. I almost walked away, saved the file and everything and just been like, "All right, let me take a little break and then edit." But yo, next episode is episode 10. What? We've almost fucking made it. Fucking excited. And I, um, for the, for the website that I use, RSS, right? They always have me put like the, the season and the episode, right? And like, I'm wondering when is, like, when should I move on to another season? Like, you know, some shows are 10 episodes, but like, I don't want to, I don't think I, I'm ready for, to move into season two of this life shit crazy. Um, but I don't know. Definitely something on my mind, maybe 20. Then, um, it will mark, you know, season two, new beginnings, new chapters for this passion project. But I will see you on the next one. Peace.